0: Looking back at the best of Saturday racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day. This is Pass the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Pass the Post for Sunday, the 1st of May. Thanks for your company this morning. Of course, Pass the Post, as we outline, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, archerparkracing.com.au, at a good Friday, Tuesday, double, they produced a very good first starter at Grafton called Count to Beans, and he may play some sort of role over the next two months. He bolted in there, very good money spinner, maximum output was successful up at the Sunshine Coast. So congratulations to all of the connections, and uh, of course, archerparkracing.com.au hosts the website where all of those horses are available for sale, whether it be a yearling or a two-year-old. Well, it was an important day yesterday because it was the start of the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival and the start of Stradbroke season, the first of six big meetings at the BRC, and of course it was the opening day of the Autumn Carnival in Adelaide at Morfordville with the group one Australasian Oak. So plenty to discuss. A good meeting at Hawkesbury as well. Nathan Exelby joins me in the studio. Morning Nathan. Good morning, David. Morning listeners. Where did you finish on the punting roster? First or second?
1: First, actually, thanks to Adelaide. So oh, very good. Yes. Yeah, you so
0: you're a versatile person. Well,
1: one one bit only interstate yesterday, so Lucky. It fin- was finish- a break
0: square in Brisbane. I finished a very, very poor second, <laughs> which will become <laughs> obvious as we progress through the program. OK, let's go to Eagle Farm first. And just before we do start on Eagle Farm, this meeting, this this, this opening meeting of Stradbroke season, the Queensland Guineas Day, I f- thought it had a lot of presence yesterday, it had a lot of presence leading up to it. You had that media launch on Tuesday unveiling Stradbroke season, which was a very well-attended launch. Uh, but yesterday... And it's always good when you've got a a good track and fine weather. But that meeting is now actually taking a a hold itself as being a... a, We used to have the big five.
1: Now we've got the six. Yeah, and that's the aim of what the club has aimed towards with this Stradbroke season, Monica. I think there was a members' rewards day yesterday which really bulked up the members. So the members had a real carnival feel about it yesterday, which was great. And... Mm. uh, I mean, 12 months ago, the the program's probably a little unfamiliar to people. Maybe the Queensland Guineas crept up on people a little early last year, but it's there set in stone now. And, yeah, it may not be, go down as a vintage Queensland Guineas, but there was decent depth to the race, and it was a very good victory stakes as well. So nice way to kick off.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And um, it, it was a fine day, and, and the track the track played well, and it is continuing to play well. When you mention the Guineas, let's go to that as our first replay, the the Group 2 feature. Uh, The betting I I felt was fairly tame on the race, but in the end, Bend the Knee was the favourite and ran at $4.40. Festival Dancer at Whitewater, they're in a duel. From on the outside, Coast Watch now launching it. Character coming through as well. Ben lead can't go on. Soon afterwards, Character. through with the lead. Dark Destroyer comes after it. And then Coast Watch is peaking. Character in front. Dark Destroyer, the only danger. Character though, plenty to offer. Character for Golfin. Beat Dark Destroyer. Photo third. Ashgrove, Cape Breton or Coast Watch. And Southern Stock not far away. Then Manazi Red Wave. Followed by Festival Dancer. Then Kipling's journey, Sea Ripple, Antonio Giovanni, well back in the field was Ben the D pulling up very quickly and Whitewater out towards the tail. Character successful, Jimmy Orman riding. We'll talk to Jimmy later in the program, but character for uh, Cummings and Godolphin, uh, enjoying a good midfield trail, had a very economical run. The gaps appeared at the right time and... Nathan, he's well
1: to school. Yeah, he did. Good training performance, wasn't it, to go 28 days from a tough derby, 2,400 on heavy track to firm track yesterday and be able to pick up and sprint and get them down over the mile.
0: Vin Cox is always very kind to pass the post in all of our programs here on Radio Tab, part of the Godolphin team. He was at Eagle Farm yesterday. Vin, congratulations. Uh, a good start to the carnival for uh, the, the Royal Blue Army.
2: Yes. Good morning, David. Good morning, Nathan. Uh, it was a good start. We did have a runner last week, ingratiating, but um, found a bit of traffic and a track probably you know, a bit, bit bit wet and things. But uh, character to win yesterday was a, was a really good effort, and um, we were equally delighted with our two-year-old Plimstock, uh, who ran third in the Dalrello. So, yep, we're off the mark.
1: Just looking at character's season, it's been a busy season by modern standards. Vinny's he's, he's been tested plenty of times and we're at the back end of it now and he's still performing.
2: Yeah, no it was good effort It's great great effort by James and the team. Uh, James does this to great effect in, in that it freshens the horse up, uh, brings it back in trip and and the win dominantly like that was a, was a really good really good performance. So he's a horse we've got a bit of time for? He, we've established that he doesn't really stay much past 2,000 metres, mile and a quarter, so we see him as much like a, you know, a miler, maybe up to a mile and a quarter at best. So um, we'll probably put him away now and, um, and maybe do, uh, do do something similar like they did with last year's Queensland Guineas winner and, and and take aim at a race like the Epsom.
0: It didn't go unnoticed that Jimmy Orman had the ride, and uh, he's been. Going terrifically here, Vender. He's leading the premiership both statewide and, and on the metropolitan front. And when you consider he had about six weeks off in summertime through injury, where he's placed at the moment is is outstanding. Uh, I think he had. I said one ride for you before. Is that right? Uh, he, well, he
2: reminded us yesterday that the last time he rode for us was a filly called Aquitaine, which he managed to to win a stakes race on. That was a couple of years ago. So, um, look, he's hard to get these days, and, and yeah, we'd love to put him on more, but but um, yeah, rightfully he's uh, he's got the, the full book of rides generally and uh, we were lucky to land yesterday. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can put the Royal Blue Silks on a bit more through the carnival.
1: So it sounds like that's it for character for this carnival. Um, what's then left to come for your team?
2: Oh, we've got a few coming up, um, Nathan. We, next, this coming weekend we'll have Zeus in the um, in the uh, Gold Coast Guineas, we'll bring a filly called Stalking up, a thrill filly by Animal Kingdom, who um, Damien Oliver suggested to us for a fair while that she's a nice staying prospect. But during the spring, she didn't really reveal too much. But she was a very dominant winner at Kembla Grange um, recently, so uh, she's she's another filly we're, we're running next weekend um, in the ten thousand. We hope to we, uh, we're looking at bringing Palele up for for that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we're loading the barrels, Honey Creeper. We're taking aim at the Queensland Oaks. So uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a few in the pipeline.
1: What about Special K? Because uh, his form line stood up strongly there yesterday.
2: It did. Um, he'll probably go to the Goodwood, and then mm-hmm. then potentially we might come out of the Goodwood up this way. But uh, let's get through the Goodwood first.
0: This uh, youngster Plimstock you mentioned before ran third to two very. Very talented youngsters, short course youngsters, exo Lady and Steady Ready. Was the stable happy with Plimstock's run?
2: Oh, we were delighted. Uh, she the stakes placing, she's a filly, she's a half sister to trekking, so she's quite a valuable mm. filly nowadays. I think, you know, being uh, by... She's by one of our, our, our young stallions who's now residing in New Zealand, or standing in New Zealand in the, in the Southern Hemisphere breeding season in Ripchester... Um, a filly that probably will scope out a little more, and a you know, thousand metres yesterday uh, probably not right in her sweet spot, uh, but she was she was a very impressive winner first up, uh, where the stable liked her and she won it at a good good price, and then disappointed in the long road just over raced a touch and. And the team put her away and got her up again, and then first run back was in that race. So, um, yeah, we're happy with her and um, what we go to just yet. We haven't, you know, we'll have our racing meeting tomorrow and just just work that out. But, but hopefully we can we can land a nice race with her somewhere down the line. Um, Karen was Karen McEvoy was quite positive about her and uh, said so she was quite gritty and certainly make a better three-year-old. So um, that's not just something we're going to put it away, but, but um, look for a race up here.
0: And, and Yeah, there's uh, a nice two-year-old Phillies race. I think the, the Bill Carter, it's a, a good race, 1,200 metres. What about just one other horse before we let you go? It's in the, the 10,000 markets, Andabat.
2: Um, Andabat, well, we did discuss that. Uh, we we just... He's a, he's a very promising horse, obviously, and having been gilded, he's unbeaten since being gilded, Um, We probably won't go to the the 10,000. We'll take him through his grades. Um, Our ambition is to run him at Scone in the Scone Cup meeting in a couple of weeks' time. After that, we might look at a race up here, but uh, pick the low-hanging fruit just at this early stage.
0: Fair enough. Well, the presence of of leading stables like uh, Godolphin, Chris Waller and the like, it it adds luster. It adds presence to our carnival. So... Happy to have you here, and uh, we look forward to more success for Godolphin over the next two months.
2: Yes, and I look forward to talking on a Sunday morning, David. It's <laughs> always a good
0: time. <laughs> I tell you what, you, 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 you must have been a very good kid at school. I bet you never missed a day. day's... Uh, you, you were never absent. You, you always front up.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> there's some mornings I don't want to. Who am I going to show you? <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> good man. So hey guys.
0: Vin Cox joining us this morning, of course, representing Godolphin, and, and speaks a lot of sense. Um, well, character, so that's, that, that's him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's him put away. Done. Dark Destroyer second. lot better run than in the Daybreak mm. Lover. Finding the line well, so
1: that's a good sign for him going towards, I think, potentially the Derby. It's probably good for the race too in that character was already a Group 2 winner. Dark Destroyer was a Group 2 winner and they've run... One two, a couple I'd mentioned, David. I thought Ashgrove was mm-hmm. good. He'll get over further, and just a sneaky run, Southern Stock. He's, his yeah. uh, finish was very good. We know he stays that horse, and Chris Munts was pretty, um, pretty tickle, well, tickle pink with the performance. I think so. He'll go two thousand metres next time, and you know, I think I think he can actually measure up to those longer races. Yeah,
0: losses. he. Uh Chris has always had the plan in mind to, to, for the Queensland derby and it was always going to be guineas, rough mm. habit and derby. And yesterday he would have lost no admirers with that run coming from near enough to last. watch didn't get the distance it seemed.
1: He travelled up like the winner and exactly the right. Just, um, and I think that's now been well exposed for him. He's 1,400 seems to be his sweet spot. Well, that was the guineas.
0: The Victory stakes, the tab victory stakes was the feature sprint on the day and uh, this meant a lot to to Queensland and a lot to putters as well because Rothfire was finally making his return after so many setbacks and resets. Uh, He was heavily backed. He ran the $1.90 favourite but he missed the start. What can he offer? Rothfire by the 400 metres leads away, being shaken up. It's me is trying hard. Then came Scalopini, Counter Rupee to the rail. Nick over under pressure. Baller is rallying in right down the outside. Is Jamaya with a strong run? Rothfire, no good thing. Scalopini drew level, may have hit the front. Counter Rupee driving between the pair. Rothfire is beaten. Scallopini in front, trying hard. Counter Rupee. Counter Rupee coming home too well and won the victory. Beat Scalopini, Jamaya, and Startones. And Rothfire ran fifth. Then Nick it over, followed by Wild Planet, Ranchan, Wellbank, Vega One, Shaquiro, Baller pulling up quickly, and it's me towards the tail. Kanderupee enjoying a good run off a strong tempo of a strong gallop and hit the line full of gusto. Rob Price joins us now to discuss Kanderupee's win. Rob, congratulations.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. It's good to get back in form and find a
0: dry track. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of other trainers are saying the same thing. And, and you came up, Trumps not only came up, Trumps, but a great result first and third. But you weren't there yesterday.
3: No, no, I was at Hawkesbury. We're um, we going to spread our staff thin. Um, we're um, we're really just starting to get our head around travelling horses these days. You know, having having the beauty, of having two really quality gallopers in our stable. So that's the thing. You've got to spread your staff out thin. There's not enough to go around.
1: Robert, uh, he's was the winner of $2.4 million before yesterday. He started the season in a benchmark 88 race at Kembler. He's just kept lifting the bar the whole way through and, and done a remarkable job, hasn't he?
3: Oh, look, he's just always showed us really good natural ability. He, he's been a slow maturer. Uh, yeah, look, he's just always shown us at home that he's going to make that Group 1 status one day. So, you know, we, we were hoping to get that way this in autumn, but we um, obviously run into the extreme weather situation. We had heavy track after, you know, one after another, but um, he's a lovely horse having the stable,
0: that's for sure. Interestingly, yesterday was 1,200 metres. We saw him win the gong at the mile. We saw him run second to one thunderstruck at 1,500. That's a little hard for me to... Work. What do you think is his best distance? Oh, look, I think he's a miler, mm.
3: but in saying that, Good horses can sprint and there's there's more available for a sprinter. So we uh, we made a decision at the start of this preparation that you know, we wanted to sprint him. We wanted to put it showcase him, try to get him out there for an Everest. Obviously, you know, if you don't aim at something big you're never gonna achieve it. So uh, like I say, the preparations been stifled by very heavy tracks and we haven't really been able to show him off, so the idea of going to Brisbane was we couldn't, you know, get an autumn in down here. We um, wanted to find a platform to get into the, get ourselves into a Brisbane carnival. And same with the Philly, you know, we just wanted to find a platform where we knew if we found the right track, um, you know, they'd, they'd show us where they sit.
1: We'll get to Jamaya in a sec, but with Count Rupi, you mentioned that Group 1 goal. You've got three Group 1 sprints sitting there over the next um, month and a bit. Do you run in all of them, or do you select uh, a couple to go in? What do you do from this point? Yeah,
3: well, at this stage, we're we're just looking at the Mm -hmm.
1: 10,000.
3: That would probably be his race. He's had a long preparation. Like I said before, we brought him up for a Sydney carnival, and that went amiss on us. And we didn't want to risk him, because he's the sort of horse that's going to have a good, long career. So, um, yeah, the 10,000 could be him. He will let him answer that question, but he comes home tonight i back
0: in his own environment. well, will title off back up there in a fortnight. Just before we leave, Count the Rupee, uh, your jockey, Brock Ryan, he never misses uh, a moment to mention how proud he is of you and Luke that uh, of the commitment you've made to him and the commitment he makes to you. It's a strong bond. And he, he was uh, very effusive in, in, the, in the praise of you and Luke yesterday at the presentation. Oh, look, he's just a
3: really good fellow, Brock, and he's got a great work ethic. My theory to any human being, if they're prepared to roll their sleeves up and have a red-eyed go, well, they deserve to be rewarded, and brocky has been a stalwart, he was a great apprentice when he was with us, he comes and rides work, you know, he's an intricate part of the team, and the key to Brock is he knows these animals, he rides them plenty, of, you know, so he knows these animals, so it's a, it's a, as a rider myself, it's a big walk-up when you, you know the particular ins and outs of a, of a racehorse.
1: So Jemaya's got those Group 1 options there as well. What's her program from this point?
3: Yeah, well, she comes home tonight too. I'm actually going to find some time, I don't know how, in the middle of the day to get her paddock ready. She'll go to the paddock for seven or eight days, weather permitting. And obviously the weather's been horrendous. We were a beautiful day today. And the plans are to go, um, go to the Kingston Smith and then into the Stradbroke if all falls into place.
0: Sounds good, and uh, well, her sectionals, I think she was best last 400, best last 200. And what she did was uh, was a real red flashing light run. Well, congratulations on today, and uh, hope we're talking to you again in two weeks' time.
3: Yeah, so do I. Have a good weekend.
0: <laughs> good on you. She's there welcome. he is, Robert She's Price, you. father and son combination training partnership with with Arupy first and Jamea third, second Scalapini, the Queenslander.
1: Didn't he give a side? He looked the winner, and um. They almost pulled that off the team O'Day and but and Boris Thornton, he thought he had it for a few strides as well, but um, to have him going at at that level as a seven-year-old is a real testament to the horse and what they've done with him. Well, if we discuss the
0: victory stakes, it can't be discussed without talking about the the beaten favourite, Rothfire. Now, I made uh, the comment that I thought he was a good thing. Um, Putters obviously did as well. that, That real strong push to go from 240 into odds on, during the day showed there was a lot of money on him, a lot of confidence in him. I said on Friday, and I said yesterday morning, that if he was beaten, I'd consider him disappointing. I'll stand by that this morning, that I felt he was disappointing, but he was disappointing in my eyes because of the expectation I have of him. Mm-hmm. Now, I yesterday rated him too highly. The only um, disclaimer I put in, I didn't think he'd missed the start. I don't think anyone would have thought that, but look, it's the... It's the glorious uncertainty of racing. It happened. He was actually probably second last out of the barriers. You could see they were all sort of half waiting for him to come, but by the same token, they weren't going slowly. And once he got to the front, he ran very quickly down the side and he was vulnerable on the straight. I thought, though, he was beaten a bit too far out. That's, that's just my thoughts. So I've got to say I was
1: disappointed because I expected more of Rothfire. That's how I put it. Yes, I mean, the way the race panned out... Was certainly not ideal for a horse off of the length of break he was coming off, but I was disappointed that there was no electricity with the horse. Like the, the Rothroy of Olders had that electric burst at various stages of his race, and it was more a grinding effort to get to the front, and obviously that took a massive toll on him. So, you know, I, I would go so far as to say he's not the same horse as he was as a spring three year old or, or mm-hmm. a two year old in my in my mind. And yep, except that did a power of work and he was entitled to puncture. And, and to his credit, he's he's got beaten two and a half lengths. He wasn't tailed off. But that's, you know, that's a level below the races that he was running in. You know, he's beaten three and a half lengths, wasn't he? First up, last prep behind Nature Strip Eduardo. They were at 1.961, thir- home in
0: 34.37. So that first 600 was running 35 and 24. So wasn't it wasn't breakneck speed, certainly not for that no. calibre of horse. Uh, uh, and I suppose, I suppose, again coming back to my original point, if uh, a fifty to one chance had done what Rothfire had done in that race, you'd have said, "Gee, that was a good run." Yeah, sure. But, but the fact is, it's Rothfire, and 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 I've I've expected too much of it. Maybe others did as well. So, it, it is what it is. I like
1: uh, so a couple of points. Steve Hilds reports that he's pulled up fine this morning. He's obviously spoken with Rob, so that's 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 a tick for the horse. And he now goes four weeks, so they don't. Back up in two weeks 20,000, and, and Kings of Smith might be a different style of race with a, a softer tempo up to up to 1300, which which may help him. But the Kings of Smiths going to be a tougher
0: race. We'll start today's on a brighter note for for Rob Heathcote, uh, Ran well in fourth, and she did I think what we expected her to do get back and run on hard best uh, last 600 meters of the race. So she's ticking along well. Uh, interestingly, and you've, you've provided me with some data that we'll be discussing a bit later on, but from a sectional time point of view, you see Vega one runs 11th to $21, but he still ran one of the quickest
1: last 600 metres. So he, uh, in the replay, you just catch him late and they were pleased with his return, even though he's just beaten the one home. Uh, If you cast your mind back 12 months, he just kept building all the way through the carnival. And by the time he got to Kingsford Smith Stradbroke, he was at his peak. So I think it was a, a pass mark easily, comfortably for him.
0: That was the victory stakes. Let's go to the list of Dalrello for the two-year-olds and uh, another horse who came to Eagle Farm with a strong reputation like Rothfire was steady ready for Tony and Sears and ran the favourite at $2.20. In the straight Al Pals Gal, XO Lady on the outside, Steady Ready, giving its cue down. But Exo Lady is going as well as Steady Ready, who's now under pressure. The favourites in strife, XO Lady. One and two with the shillelagh leads the way. Steady Ready is trying to dig deep. XO Lady for still in front. Steady Ready not giving up. Exo Lady, Steady Ready. Exo Lady just in front and one. Being Steady Ready. Great battle. Third Plimstock, then Brereton. Followed by Al Gal, then mink star, Mashoni warfare, heroic son. Well back in the field was Minari magic. And towards the tail, soaring ambition and palazzo spirit ran last. This was a bit of a win XO, lady. I've gone back and looked at the replay and uh, it wasn't any uh, picnic to no. get to the front. She had to, to 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 work to get to the lead. And then this boom two-year-old comes alongside of it. But every time he set out a challenge, she was there to answer it. And uh, this was a very, very good win. She's now a dual-listed winner, EXO Lady. Desley forces her trainer joining us now. Desley, good morning. Morning, David. I wish I'd listened to you. I ran into Desley during <laughs> the week with her mother and her nieces, and she was telling me about EXO Lady, glowing in her comments of it. And I didn't listen, and I've missed out of that fourteen dollars. They bet seventeen dollars. But Desley, you must have been thrilled with this win because she showed so much courage in the straight. Yeah, no,
4: she's a really nice. Philly day. she's very honest and she said all she wants to do is that she probably got the right attitude because she only just does what she has to do and she just goes about her business.
1: We could have been guided by Jim Byrne I suppose because, correct me if I'm wrong Desley, but Jim Byrne was offered the ride on Brereton or could have ridden Brereton for, for Peter Moody but he said no, I'm, I'm, I'm with XO Lady.
4: Yeah, no. Said, um, Jimmy's got a good affinity. He, he rides to her all the time when he comes to the track. He rides her. Every like, I morning mean, at the track, he rides her work and he knows her well. And
0: just as you said, she's just a push button ride. Desley, you've got one of those Sunday voices. Were you playing yeah, up no, last uh, night? Oh, uh, yeah, we
4: went out and had a drink last night. We did,
0: yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're entitled to because, uh, as you, I think you said, the, the word you use, she's bomb proof, does nothing wrong, and had to work to get to the lead. A very good win. Now, do you go to the champagne stakes?
4: We've got a couple of options we can go. We can go two weeks to the Spirit of Boom. Um, that
0: yeah, that's the, that's the right. Two. Yeah, yep.
4: Yep. Or we can wait an extra week and go to the Carter, which is just for fillies. Mm. Um, It's the exact same way. So, look, she's pulled up really well this morning. Um, we'll nom for the Spirit of Boom in two weeks, but we'll just have a look. If we have to wait an extra week, we're happy to wait and take on the fillies, you know what I mean?
1: So does that rule out a tilt at a race like the size, Desley, that 1,400? Do you think that might be a bridge too far for her?
4: No, I don't think so. I've sort of always been adamant. Um, like, everyone sort of thinks she's got a lead. And one day here, she was sort of half slow away and Jimmy just let the speed go and rode it quiet. We still think she's going to be a better filly when you can take the sit and ride it cold, like just ride it quiet, and she's going to... I think she will... Run 1400 quite easy. I don't know about
0: a mile. She may be too brilliant for a mile. Well, that's all good with XO Lady. Now, Apache Chase went to Ipswich on Wednesday. I happened to see him gallop there between races. I mentioned to you when I saw you on Wednesday night how strong and powerful he looked. You're obviously delighted the way he's come through his his recent spell.
4: Yeah, no, um, he's come back super. um, He's really matured and he's developed into a very, really nice horse now. And as I said, and um, he sort of turned into a bit of a push-button job, too, as well. And just with time and just with the work at home and my staff and that, I said, so he's, he's going super.
1: It's come up a really strong race, the Archer, hasn't it? I know you've been installed favourite with Tab for it, but it's it's a deep race. It'll be a good a good solid test for him first up uh, as he heads towards a Stradbroke in a month's time.
4: Yeah, no, I said, um, it's a really nice race. And I said, um I said, well, he's got to start off somewhere. So he might as well go up there and we'll start off in that race. And it's 1,300, so, like, it's probably better than running in a 1,300 than a 1,200 because in a 1,200-meter race, it's a lot more high-pressure race. And up there in the 1,300, it probably won't be as high pressure.
0: What are the travelling plans? When does he leave Brisbane?
4: No, I leave um, Thursday night um, early Friday morning, probably about 12 o'clock, and travel up there um, overnight.
1: I asked Jimmy if he was going to keep you company in the float on the way up, but he said uh, that won't be happening. He'll be on wings. Um, no, I said that to him last night. I so said,
4: you, you want to come to drive? <laughs> he goes, no, I'll see you up there on Friday afternoon,
0: he said. <laughs> well, congratulations on yesterday. Um, she's a she's a little ripper, this one, XA lady. She went so well during the spring. And it's great to see she's come back in fine style. And good luck with Apache Chase. Next Saturday as he starts his, his winter carnival Campaign, Good on you, Desley. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There she is. Hell, what she'll be like next Sunday. <laughs> if she chase wins, <laughs> she won't be able to speak. But uh, that was a very good win.
1: Like you said, she had to do the work early, and um, she was entitled to, to puncture. And, um, she didn't. So she's done a good job. I thought it looked a deep enough race on paper with Brereton being, a, I think, it's a good measuring stick. He was a stakes-class horse in the Melbourne Spring. Um, we've heard what Vin Cox has to say about Plimstock. Um, so the the first two show that there's a bit of merit to our local form.
0: And I, I think to to highlight XO Lady's performance, the quality of the performance, we know the opinion the Sears team have of Steady mm. Ready. They would have been disappointed yesterday. In fact, I'm sure they were because I
1: th- I'm pretty sure they thought they'd go there and win. Um, Do you think in hindsight they would be better just pressing the button a little bit more early and, and hold, the, hold the lead? Yeah,
0: look, I, I, I think so. It's, it's, it's easier to be uh, sitting here in hindsight on Sunday morning. But when I watched the, the jump, um, mm. he didn't fly out. No. And I, I initially thought until I went back and watched the replay, I thought, oh, XO lady just gone to the lead. But when I watched it again today, he Tarrant actually lets her go around and go to the front. So there there could be a debate or an argument should he have pushed on.
1: I think the positive for him, that he didn't shirk the task. No. Though. It looked like she'd shaken him off, but he kept coming. So there was a bit of substance to his performance as well.
0: Yes, and that race is the Spirit of Boom
1: Classic, isn't it? Not the sh- Yeah, not the, it's the, the old champagne, yes. The old
0: champagne, the Spirit of Boom Classic on May the 14th. But another very attractive option, as Desley said, is the, the um, Bill Carter Stakes on the 21st of May for two-year-old fillies only. Let's go to the last race of the day. There was a sensation before the barriers opened. Go Wanji was pulled out the favourite. He got his leg up in the barrier petition. He was vetted and not cleared to run. It threw the market into a spin. Aidensfield on the outside with a light weight. got the better of Star Virgo. Then Zakatak, Ventura Ocean running on. Bullfinch getting up to the inside, then came a vowel. and down the outside with Zukina. But Aidensfield has got a good kick down. Bullfinch gets clear air, and he starts to zoom! Zoom, zoom, zoom! Away went on the inside, Bullfinch, and raced away and won. Been either Aidensfield or Ventura Ocean. Fourth, not certain, vowel. 15 rounds and out. While a new arrangement? Then prompt prodigy, Zach Attack, followed by Zucchina. Then our rebel, Star Virgo, pulling up a long way back, lasting kiss, and Go Wanji was scratched to the barrier. So Bullfinch winning the last race. Jimmy Orman riding. Didn't he roll a roller coaster on the last third of the program? He won on Carrick <laughs> He got beaten on Rothfire, and then he won on Bullfinch. Had to play the waiting game, had an easy run on the fence, needed the run. When it came, he went quickly.
1: He's going great guns, the horse, isn't he? Um, stuck to the rails. Jimmy, we've got him on the line now, I believe, David, so we can ask his, his thought process and just sticking in there.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. I uh, just said there you played the waiting game. You needed the run to come, but when the run came, he, uh, he accelerated impressively.
5: Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for
0: having me on. Um, is this, which one are we talking about here, character? B- Bullfitch. <laughs> oh, Bullfitch. <laughs> you win so many races, you don't know. See, it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, Bullfitch. We'll discuss it first.
5: Yeah, bullfence, he, he went good. I was happy when, um, when they scratched go one-two behind the gate, so I knew that one was the one to beat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, worked out really good for me.
0: Well, what about character? Tell us about how he felt in the run for you.
5: Yeah, character, much the same. Sort of got a similar run, travelled well, and um, hit the line really
1: strongly. We had Vin Cox on earlier, Jimmy, who um, explained to us that we asked how many rides you'd had for the stable, but you were quick to point out to him yesterday that uh, you'd actually won a stakes race for them a, a year or two. About. Yeah, that was
5: actually a pickup ride um, in that race. Uh, Larry Cassie was meant to ride it, and it was Break Day um, uh, two, yep. two years ago. So, yeah, no, that was my only other ride
0: from, so that was, um, that was good. Jimmy, we've got to to talk about Rothfire. A couple of things I I want to discuss. Firstly, it appeared from where we watched on the TV or watch it live uh, that he missed the start. Those barriers, the way the camera's positioned, it's a little difficult to tell sometimes, but it seemed, just from me broadcasting the race, he he certainly wasn't the best out. In fact, he was one of the last out. Just tell us about what happened at the start. Yeah, look, I think think the
5: uh, the way the barriers are situated for... um make it look like he was slower than what he was he well for me it felt like he, he definitely wasn't um the best out there was a couple there was a fair few that were quicker out but um yeah he jumped only fair but then had to do work to uh look I would have happily sat off if I could have, but there was just uh I had to work to cross the ones to my inside just to take up a spot towards the rail um and then um, they just sort of made me work and um, softened him up a bit, you know. So it wasn't ideal first
1: up, but I think he um, benefited from the run uh, yesterday yes. He just didn't seem to show the same sort of electric turn of foot early in his race. We we're just used to that high cruising speed of him. But it, as you say, you had to work to get across. In a race that didn't look to have huge speed on paper, did, did he feel... As as slick in the early part as he did in in, in the trial.
5: Uh, when in the trial. He felt a bit slicker, I suppose. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Just I don't know. Race fitness is a big thing, but um, look, I think he 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 just felt the pinch late. I'm not sure. Rob's got a good plan with him, and I'm sure he'll get him on track, but. Uh, the horse has got the ability, just got to get it out of him. But, um, yeah, uh, Barrier probably would have been nice yesterday because he, he might have been able to settle behind a
0: couple. Yeah, and Just one final question before we move off Rothfire. When did you know, and as a jockey, I'm sure you... you when did you know I'm in trouble?
5: Uh, just at the top of the trail. I knew I didn't have a complete lap full of horse underneath mm-hmm. me, but um, that... You know, I'm just putting that down to just race fitness, you know. I, I think that the early part of the race just softened him up and that just took 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 his finish away from him. But, um, yeah, at the top of the show, I knew that I didn't have a great deal of gas left in the tank, but he still gave me a strong kick off the corner and then just felt, Felt
1: the that, that last fell. Even with that defeat, you would have walked away from the races pretty satisfied yesterday. First proper day of the carnival, you ride winners, ride a group two for James Cummings, and round the day, day out for a win with uh, Chris Wallace Stable. So it was a good day at the office still. Yeah, it was a good day at
5: the office. Once I won the first one, I thought this could be, uh, might be able to get a group two double, but mm. it wasn't the best. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good day. I've just got to keep, um, hopefully, keep getting good rides over the carnival. will
0: be nice any big rides at the Gold Coast next Saturday? Um,
5: I'm not 100% sure what i on. I think I'm riding, I think. I'm not I'm not um, 100% sure, but I'd say I'd be on Cucaracha after talking to my manager in the Holland Hour mm-hmm. unless um, I'm on something else for Walla, I'm not sure, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm on Cucaracha and I've got Prince of Boom who's going to go really well in the Mick Dittman, in the Sorry, Jim, not the Mick Dittman, Gold the Coast um,
0: Gold go Coast Guineas. Gold Coast Guineas. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. No worries. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Jimmy Allman joining us, the premiership leader, uh, statewide and metropolitan-wise, and, uh, and winning on Bullfinch and winning on character. And just listening to him there, um, I think, you know, he was a bit disappointed uh, with Roth.
1: Yeah, it's difficult for him to say too much um, uh, this morning. But, um, yeah, that's I think that's fair to say. As he said, he said, when he got the first one, he thought, I'm going to get the group two double here.
0: One more replay. Let's go to the third race of the day. This was the Treasury Brisbane three-year-old quality. Around the turn, 500 left to run and Hamlet von Schnitzel straight in front from Ready for Better. Release the Beans being shaken up and then Kia Royale being called upon. Mince Moment and Zava Boom need racing room. Romo Deira is gone. Bulu runs on fairly then our Red Planet but still Hamlet von Schnitzel with a decent kick at odds from Release the Beans. Kia Royale, then Zava Boom and Mince Moment getting about its business now. Hamlet von Schnitzel in front Release the Beans and here comes Mince Moment dashing home on the outside and getting up to win that's the winning result. Mince moment from Release the Beans, Hamlet von Stitzel, Zava Boom, and Blue. Then Robo Dero, Our Red Planet, Ki Royale dropped off, and Ready for Better. Ready for Better is last. I put that in the call, the winning result. That was for you. Thank, thank you. Thank you me. just keep playing that. That yeah. was the winning result. I thought it was
1: going to look ugly for a little while. It took a while to get out, but. He let down pretty nicely, that horse, when he did see yeah. clear air. I saw him earlier, or uh, well, right at the start of his career in Melbourne,
0: and he had that good turn of speed, which mm. he displayed yesterday.
1: Yeah, and you know, he got that Coolmore run, which was more than acceptable when you line it up with a race like that. So it looks like a horse will get further than 1,300 as well, so whether you might see him in a race like the Fred Best Classic, that's a possibility. And we should
0: make mention of the fact, too, that Chris Waller was at Eagle Farm yesterday.
1: Yeah, he came up. He obviously had a big team uh, in there and was able to win a couple of races as we've listened to this morning. But, um, he was able to have a look at the, the Eagle farm track with, with Jim Roberts sort of explaining to him, um, what's been done there. And, you know, sort of underlines the professionalism. Chris Waller he wants to understand how things are working and how they're evolving. And, um, you know, he noted that it's definitely an improvement on what he saw 12 months ago.
0: The Kai Key is on the increase, I think 50%, you
1: Up Robert to 50% said. now. So
0: Taking over that that, that <laughs> cooch and knocking it out of the, the ballpark. Other winners yesterday, Major Artie for Gay House and Adrian Bott. Favourite of the
1: first, dictated the terms. three it was wise... a tough way. To, if, you, if you took the 230, Ooh. it was an ugly watch, but ended up being able to f- fight them all off, and the tempo was the teller there, it wasn't yeah. it? Mark he was able to walk them along. You, were, you noted three
0: wise men in the second for Edward Cummings and, and Ben Thompson. Again, like so many, appreciating firmer tracks. And uh, from a, a Queensland point of view, we had success with Gave Us Up, flying for Barry Baldwin, and RNT, a horse who has a bit of a boom on him, and uh, he he franked that by winning that,
1: that Class 3 yesterday, a strong Class 3 after winning a Maiden to Duman. It was a tidy effort, wasn't it? And you line his times up with the victory, isn't it? wasn't blown off the park by the victory times. No, but.
0: one ten three r R&T, one counter counter-rupee. Good day of racing at Eagle Farm yesterday, and as we said, we go to the Gold Coast next Saturday with a host of, of listed and group races there, the second day of the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival. Let's take a break. Speaking of carnivals, we'll discuss all things Adelaide next on Pass the Post. Looking back at the best of Saturday racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day, this is Pass the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. Yes, that website, archerparkracing.com.au. Yearlings and two-year-olds available for sale. and You can take any amount of them that you wish. Let's go to Moorferville yesterday. First day of their autumn carnival and the Group 1 Australasian Oaks was the feature and My Whisper was the favourite.
6: They spread up, Ancient Girl, Glit of Hope got a charm run through and dashed hard to take the lead. Barb Raider matching the stride. Glit of Hope from Barb Raider. They shook off Ancient Girl. Now My Whisper called upon. My Whisper starting to lengthen after Barb Raider and Glit of Hope. Glit of Hope in front from Barb Raider. Barb Raider, Glit of Hope, Glit of Hope. The daughter of Deep Impact wins the Australasian Oaks. Glit of Hope from Barb Raider and My Whisper. Then Bonza Perla. Do, sir, daisies from the back. So you see, next home was Morissette, followed by Bundles of Fun, Fortunate Kiss, Mamunia, Ancient Girl, Tired Out, Halfway Down the Stretch, then Daisy, Stray, Roots and Mac and Cheese.
0: Never left the fence, a rails-hugging ride, glint of hope, the uh, Deep Impact filly, as Brett said, winning the Australasian Oaks. Daniel Moore, the rider, of course, Trent Bessette and Natalie Young in training partnership, and Natalie's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning. Morning, how are you? Well, more importantly, just before we start, how are you? You've had a rough trot lately, a real rough trot.
7: Yeah. Well, oh, you know, just one of one of life's little things that you've gotta try and get through. Um, you know, it's uh yeah, I finished chemo last week. I was sixteen treatments and the last twelve which would have been weekly, so it's pretty hard on your body. Um but uh it gives you a whole new appreciation for nurses, that's for sure. Um, mm. They're wonderful. But um um have got a little bit more to go through, a bit of radiation and things like that, going forward and surgery but, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you've got to get through and getting up every morning and getting winners and uh, tra- training group one winners, keeps you through, it keeps you a smile on your dial.
0: You, you've got to have something to look forward to and I suppose sometimes that chemo just flattens you sometimes, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, it does, it's not nice um, yeah, it's not nice but it's amazing what your body can do and you've just got to be really, stay positive and think you can do it it's mind over matter you know I think that's important and just got a good team around me and um my family have been great and, and well all the owners everyone's been fantastic so I've been very fortunate that um I've got that support and um you know it's a common thing breast cancer and you know I usually wouldn't speak about something so um personal but you know a lot of women have it we all know someone that's had it or gone through it and you know it's probably important to uh, you know just get it out there and there's plenty of people going right through it and you know, if I can help anyone, I just really recommend just got a self check for the woman out there, and you know, get it, get it before it can turn too bad.
1: Well, one thing that helps stay positive, I imagine, is having a good horse in the stable, and and having a Group One winning filly by Deep Impact. That's, uh, that's a nice thing to have in the backyard.
7: Oh, it is, yeah, Glen of hope, yeah, amazing filly, uh, just got a really great will to win, and um, but yesterday, obviously, I, I think. I think really what made her win yesterday was um, Daniel Moore just taking that spot on the rail and coming up um, was really that tactic that sort have of won the race, I think. She didn't go round the horse. It was a fantastic ride by Daniel Moore and he really has been a massive, crucial part of our team of late and really got a great affiliation with him and he's, he's riding super.
0: She performed very credibly in the spring, Nat. Uh, the win there yesterday, group one on the board now. Where does she head now?
7: Uh, well, that was her fourth run yesterday, and she's not an overly robust, fully. You know, it would be sort of pretty nice to sort of give her a bit of a break now and bring her back for the spring, but we're not ruling out, um, you know, the Brisbane Oaks yet. We'll get her home. She's on her way home now, and we'll just hit the dust settle and give her a really quiet week, and, you know, always they always tuck up a little bit with the 12-hour float trip, so um, just, yeah, give her a real quiet week and get a bit of condition back on her and, and see how she comes through it before we really make that call. Cool um, but uh, the owner, Mr. Hosaka, was sort of thinking and saying that he would like to come out. She did go that path, so no, we'll we'll really have a good think about it. and See how she comes through in the next next couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: group and um, we
7: might, yeah.
0: Group one, seven hundred thousand dollars, not to be sneezed at. Uh, yeah, yeah,
7: well, you know, she's Group One, Philly by Deep Impact, now winning Philly, so she's uh, got plenty of value on her now. So that's, that's important.
1: Yeah, she's a rare jewel. Um, you would have had reason to go to the races reasonably confident yesterday. I would have thought two starts back, you, you met the favourite, My Whisper, and you were eating into her margin on the line, and you conceded four and a half kilos to her that day. So you, you knew you were yeah. a real live hope yesterday.
7: I actually was surprised she was paying as much as she was. Um, oh, we knew that was the one to beat, and basically the only instruction we had was to get on the back of Jamie Carr and just she'll take you into the race and don't don't give it too much of a head start and. You know, she jumped really good yesterday and he held his spot. And uh, when sort of Jamie just floated off that rail there more, just said, here's me me move and it worked out perfectly. But she really did run through the line too after the post, which um, I thought was really good to see. You know, I always love watching them run past the post and around the corner. And, you know, she did it it nice and easy. And, uh, you know, you're beating... You're beating a, frank, a well-bred frank or filly that's won four out of its last five. You know, it just means that it's just be a bit of confidence that she could progress into a really smart sort of four-year-old as well.
0: You said we, we might see glint of hope. Are there any other horses you're considering for Brisbane?
7: Uh, we've got a couple of nice um, two-year-olds that we may get up to the Atkins. Um, yeah, they're sort of just up having another trial in the next week or two, so hopefully we'll get one or two up there. We're still um, contemplating bringing Sarah Sue up as well for, like, the Tats Tiara, mm. um, but we'll just yeah we'll just see how she, she comes through it. She's come through that, that, that heavy track, um, disappointing run in Sydney pretty well since she's been home, so we'll just weigh it up in the next couple of weeks.
0: Great result yesterday, and uh, keep on fighting. You've got a lot of people behind you, and uh, I'm sure you know that. Thanks, Nat. Great. Thanks a lot. Natalie Young with uh, Sutton in the training partnership. Glint of Hope winning. Is that the winner you backed in Adelaide? Yes. Yes. And it probably was good odds, wasn't it? <laughs> it was when it won. Were you happy when Jamie Carr came off the rail? And I understand why she did it. And yeah, She, she says herself, she said, I didn't want to be sung on the back of an Ancient Girl who dropped out. Lux no, you can't
1: do that on 2 dollars favor It silly. So you know, when you're on a $13 chance, you can probably do what Daniel Moore did. But, um... Uh, no, it was a very good run behind My Whisper at at Sandown. Then she stayed at the same trip at Caulfield and just looked like she needed the trip. And these deep impacts, we know that they stay. He was an incredible stallion. And how about the the, the nature of our landscape here now? The deep impact wins and beats the, the Frankel filly who was favourite. It's, it's a fascinating bloodstock um, exactly situation.
0: Exactly right. I think it's also important to point out now that the Oaks is twenty two hundred metres, not the traditional twenty four hundred metres. Didn't you know that?
1: I thought you were referring to yesterday. Yeah, that's a a point that um, I must confess I'd overlooked, David. Yes,
0: it, it's a, and, it, and I often say there's a big difference between twenty two hundred and twenty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Not just with three year olds, but with with older horses as well. Some don't get the twenty four hundred, but a horse like um, Glint of Hope, she she failed in the VRC Oaks, but. Mm-hmm. As Nat said, the way she went to the line and after the line, you wouldn't think there'd be any problem
1: from 2,000 to 2,200. You'd love to see her come up here, but I, I think you'd like to see a couple of others out of that race. I mm. thought it was a really good oaks there yesterday, tied in with strong strong form through, through the Melbourne Spring and again this autumn. I thought Daisy's run oh, was good. Wasn't it a run and a half? So do they go to a South Australian derby with her take on the boys or uh, head north?
0: Isn't there another... Uh, three-year-old Phillies staying race over there, twenty five It's the old Oaks, the old yeah. South Australian
1: Oaks. It's called something different now.
0: Schwepper Vessens or something like that. Let's go to uh, the chairmans. This, was the, this is the lead-up, traditional lead-up at least, to the South Australian Derby. Here's the replay.
6: They swing for home and Residue took a narrow lead. From on the inside, Pudding got through. Pudding, Residue. Harley moving to the extreme outside with Jungle Magnate. Jungle Magnate sprinted up, hit the lead. Harley Movin's trying to match him. They got away from saint and Residue. It's Jungle Magnate in front. Harley Movin's trying to cut him down. But Oliver's got the chairman stakes one. And Jungle Magnate beat Harley Movin. Saint-Tropez third, Residue a cracker fourth. A long gap away. Fear the X, the map, Alpine Bow, T Waters, Pudding. Uh, then Ashy Boy Tiring with Bulcunda King, Palani, Towards the back, Seasons into Sun, Son of Emperor, and a long last is Flight Deck. He's a promising three-year-old for Price and Ken Jr.
0: Three wins from eight. He ran in the VRC derby last year. He was on speed and faded out. But uh, yesterday, uh, I think, uh, this was a tempe related race. He and the, and the second was Harley Moving they were a long, long way back, but they ran along at a good gallop, and uh, it was it was set up for the back markers. And yeah. I thought, to be fair, Jungle
1: Magnate outstayed Harley Moving in the run of the line. Yeah, I think what are they home in thirty seven and a half? David ran more than a second quicker than the girls did in in the Oaks. He showed he was up to this sort of class when he ran that cracking race in the Vars in the spring. This guy, and then as you say, didn't work out in the the Victoria Derby, but. He's been going well this time around. went able to win over the mile first up, and he's... What's, look at the South Australian derby market there, David. Um, You've put me on the spot man. No, no, I've, I've got it here. Allegron's the favourite. The, the St. Ledger win. Allegron and detonated Jack. You've got Jungle Magnate there is an $11 chance. Harley moving, $8. Not a bad derby with those two up at the top there. Absolutely. Uh, Patroness P- is also in the in the market there. Mm. The, The Group 3 breeders was
0: the other um, group event at Mofferville yesterday. Here's the replay.
6: They speed for home in the Breeders' Stakes and the leader, Motizi, but See You in Heaven is under a half Nelson. She ranged up and took over and dashed away. See You in Heaven from Motizi. Hope at hand. The rest are battling. Twin stars coming down the outside. See You in Heaven in full flight. Twin stars, Hope at hand. They're battling out the miners. She's a ripper. See You in Heaven by two lengths in the Breeders. Over Twin stars, Hope at hand. Street Delight eventually got out, rattled into fourth. La Laguna, I of the Eagles, Spencer Spirit, Motiti, Tired and Sir so Grumpy.
0: Yeah, that was me, Sir Grumpy, because uh, <laughs> she's had four starts to see you in heaven, three wins after yesterday and, mm. and one defeat where she seemingly had every chance. What do you think I'd back to see <laughs> you in heaven? I was at the cup that day and I th- they said, this is a good thing. Yeah, beauty. Uh, then won the De Quetival, but very impressive yesterday. Sat wide, no cover and uh, and beat them beat them well. I think she'll have either one more run in the size or the David Cole Stakes, and
1: according to, to Richard and Chantel Jolly, they'll put her away and keep her for the spring. She's a good prospect this one. She's a valuable prospect as well. 3 times Stakes winner now, twice a group three winner, so good luck to them, and, and she put them away again there comfortably. other horse I wanted to mention from yesterday was
0: this horse elation for for Price and Kent Jr., or so you think Colt. The Stables always had a good rap on him. He went to Pakenham and breezed home in a maiden, very impressive sectionals, and then he Looked good yesterday. The Nishki had a good run on the fence and and didn't go around a horse, but gee, charged away. And and Mick Price isn't prone to talk them up too much, but
1: he's not afraid to to give this one a glowing report. Yeah, well, they lost a lost a good three year old through the week in, in Green Belt going by the wayside, unfortunately. Mm. But this guy might step into the void. So where do you think he might end up, David? I think uh, according to this
0: morning's press, uh, Price said. He doesn't want to spell him, but there is in a beautiful race here in two weeks' time, the Adelaide Guinea, 1,600 metres, mm-hmm. so it would seem a, a perfect a stepping stone to that race in a fortnight. So, of course, next week at Morfordville will be the Group 1 Sangster, the Robert Sangster Stakes for the fillies uh, and mares, uh, 1,200 metres, they'll run 20 in that race, and uh, Pretty wide market at the moment,
1: Nathan. It has been for some time. I think it's like 6 or $7, the field. You're correct. September runs $7 at the top of that. Away game, $8 on the second line with Bella Nipitina and Snap dancer Then you get to Argentia at $9. That's a fascinating market there. They're coming from all different directions, those. Bella Vela, the fairy tale horse, on the next line, $11 with Brooklyn Hustle and Instant Celebrity. Is mm. there one there that particularly interests you, David? Yes,
0: $34, another award. I think she'll squeak into the field. Um, she was 50 when the Noms came out. Now she's 34. But Do you seek
1: a day off next Saturday from the Gold Coast to go and watch a, a Group 1 runner? That
0: uh, request has been denied by the management. <laughs> I'm not over that completely yet. Anyway, let's move on. We'll see what the barrier draw is. <laughs> let's go to Hawkesbury. This is always a good meeting. And we'll go to the, the first of our features. I've been caught on the hop here. It is race number seven. And it is the Guineas. Here's the replay.
8: 500 metres left to run. Mr Mozart about three quarters in front, parked... Pike just starting to up the ante now. Valana in second. Sabrinko three out. Devil's throat cut the corner. Lock Eagle needs way clear. Badly held up. A split about to come. Then party for one coatel, and then again, Mr. Mozart at the 200 meters mark, about a half in front. Lock Eagle going through underneath him. Del getting out. Mr. Mozart 100 meters left to run from Lock Eagle. Del Mr. Mozart. Del coming to try and spoil the party. Mr. Mozart. Del Mr. Mozart just. Mr. Mozart ahead to Delcini. Third party for one, fourth Lock Eagle. Then Valana and again. Further back, subterranean Coatil, Sobrinko and Devil's Throat. He's in good form, Mr.
0: Mozart. He does appreciate these wet tracks, but uh, that's three pegs now after winning the far lap at Group
1: 2 level and the Doncaster Prelude at Group 3 level. And yesterday, will he pike up for Team Hawks? And he's off for a break now, so to be aimed at the Golden Eagle in the spring. I think the runner-up was possibly a shade unlucky. They were just held up momentarily and um, really ate into the margin of the winner as they approached the line. There was some
0: conversation. I'm not not convinced how strong it was or how reliable it was, but this horse was possibly tatted as, a, as an archer starter because he's owned by part oh, of wow. by Ron Mill, who's got a slot in the archer, but uh, they elected not to go that way. But Mr Mozart... He's done a good job during the autumn. Let's go to now the Hawkesbury Gold Cup.
8: Arcademus looking to go all of the way. Three quarters clear from Old Meadow at the home corner. The frontman travels up well in behind the speed. Third. Kerwin's laying about to peel. Then followed by to the outside. Hopeful. Arkadou oh even wide with brutality. 300 metres left to run. Old Meadow hit the front from Arkademus. Kerwin's laying there to pounce. A tissue back to the rails is running on. 200 metres left to run. Kerwin's lane in front from Old Meadow. A tissue the far side. Hopeful still there. Kerwin's laying Seventy-five to go. A half clear from Hopeful. Kerwin's Lane. A tissue very late. Kerwin's Lane wins the cup. Kerwin's Lane from either Hopeful or a tissue. Fourth in was Brutality. Then followed Marnix and Art Cado. Old Meadow, Bertabek the frontman. Further back to Cryderas. Arcademus, So You Win, Imogene and four Home 2 and Ruby Tuesday.
0: He's an above average five-year-old Kerwin's Lane. He's got a good strike rate. Nine from 30. John O'Shea trains and by winning that race he gets an invitation to that big dance in yeah, uh,
1: November. He's off to the Scone Cup now. John O'Shea's hoping to run one two there and then he sets him for that. Tom Sherry three from three on the horse. So they've got a good affinity.
0: Let's go to our final replay on past the post this morning and this is the Hawkesbury Crown.
8: Topping the straight, Fashionel just from Exotic Ruby, Cliffsart underneath them, Brooks Spire out deeper on the track, Fashionel still bobbing here at the 200, Exotic Ruby a neck away, Cliffsart, Papali and then Wanderbar, Exotic Ruby hit a slender lead from Fashionel, Never Talk, very late with Papali, Exotic Ruby, Exotic Ruby, Exotic Ruby has won from an absolute wall! Papali, Fashionel, Never Talk, a very prominent. Wanda Bar's not far away with Nudge and Brookspire. She's the gift. Then further back to air to wear. A long way back matchmaker and jump the broom. I think I've got them all.
0: Ian Baker training Exotic Ruby. Rachel
1: King riding went off at $26. It was a blowout the race, wasn't it? And The other emergencies run second at $41 Papali. So pun is missing the mark there. And there's a trainer we'll
0: probably see soon in the next few weeks. Baker, he, he loves he's generally got a strong presence here. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, that's the, that's the show for this morning. We've covered off plenty. Uh, and, of course, as we said, next Saturday, it's uh, Aquas Park Gold Coast for Hollandale Cup Day and Group One Racing continues with the Robert Sangster at Morfordville. Nathan, thanks for your time. Thanks, David. Nathan, thanks will be joining me. Thanks for your company as well, folks. And don't forget, Press Room is back tomorrow. We've had... Uh, Two public holidays with Easter Monday and Anzac Day, but we're back up and running tomorrow. It's only a public holiday in Queensland. I look forward to your company tomorrow morning when we discuss all things racing. Until then, you have a good day. Bye-bye.